We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. Going to do a quick intro here because we've got to get to Brad Spielberger. He is a salary cap analyst for Pro Football Focus. He's also a contributor at OverTheCap.com. Uh, he was a legal intern with the Vikings. Like He is one of the guys that when I have a cap question, I will go check his work to see uh, to see what's going on. And Chris, it was convenient because we wanted to talk to him about some of the Niners cap stuff. And then the Terry McLaurin contract comes out and then offered a really nice jumping off point with Brad. So it's convenient. I think I said convenient twice. That's I mean, funny. there there have been a lot of receiver contracts done this offseason. So like if you're looking for framework and parameters in terms of like what this deal should look like, there's plenty, there's plenty to pull from, right? So I think... I mean, we don't know how contentious it's going to get. It obviously got contentious to the point where Debo Samuel requested a trade. And I think some of that is, you know, hard bargaining on, on both sides. And I think, you know, Parag Marate is, is known as one of the toughest negotiators in the biz. And I think that's sort of what this is coming down to. But um, ultimately, I, I do think this is going to get done. Um, and the Niners, like the thing is for me, the Niners have signed too many guys to big contracts and gone through this too many times just to, just for me to believe that, oh, this Debo Samuel thing isn't possible, right? Like they've done this before. They've done it with a lot of guys. They haven't done it with the receiver, but they've done it with a lot of guys and I, and they're fully capable of getting it done. And, uh, you know, I'm expecting it to get done. One of the fascinating things to me about the Debo Samuel thing is Ian Rappaport has now reported this a bunch of times on the on the McAfee show. And he most recently came out and said, it's going to take more than money to get this done. And it's like, what? Did they want it like written into his contract that that he can't carry the ball more than X amount of times in a year? 
Or do they, are they going to want like incentives in case like, Hey, if he gets more than 25 carries, you know, it's $5 million bonus or something like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what that, like, does he need reassurances? And if that's the case, then why are you not just talking to the team? I don't, it's a, it's weird. It's, it's weird. The, I've just, I've landed on weird. It's weird. I, I think, I think Debo Samuel is, you know, he might not be a huge fan of the Bay area or at least the South Bay, you know? And like, that's, that would that's be fair. totally fair. Somebody who's who lived there for a long time. Like I, it's not Santana Row doesn't do it for you for <laughs> Santana Row. Um, uh, I mean, when I need a, what do I go to Santana Row for? There's oh, an Amazon bookstore in, in Santana Row. I hit occasionally. Nice. Uh, there's a good. There's a Irish pub that I went to once down there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is. There is. I forget the name of it. I've been there and um, like a hooligans or something. <laughs> stereotyping all right let's um, um no 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 there's, there's i, the I have i have drank, there, i have cool. participated Shout out jeff bezos what's that not that i was being funny okay yeah i have participated in drinking at uh, santana Row, but it's been too long for me to remember all the places um there was there was a chinese place that i used to see 49ers players at a lot in santana Row. <laughs> Shout out I don't to think a, that's the kind of nightlife Debo's looking for. Shout out to Kasim Osgood. <laughs> um, 49ers legend, Kasim Osgood. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if Debo's necessarily a huge Bay Area guy. I don't, you know. Is the know next Kasim Osgood on the roster? Um, it might be George Odom. Yeah, I was going to say it might be George Odom. It was Trent Sherfield last year was probably. Although Trent Sherfield was a better receiver than Kasim Osgood has, ever was. Good point. Kasim Osgood, for those unfamiliar, um, <laughs> special teams ace, receiver, <laughs> locker room guy, quality human, and would frequent um, Santana Row. <laughs> let's get it's on let's his get pro Brad. football reference page. <laughs> Maybe all they'll right. add it with all the other insane nicknames that they have on there. Okay. Let's get to PFF Brad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus is here. And actually, Brad, we'd asked you to come on because we wanted to talk about some Niners cap stuff, but it actually worked out nicely. Because Terry McLaurin was up for an extension this year, got his extension three years, $71 million. Let's kind of start with that 
and use that as kind of a a comparison point for what a Debo Samuel extension might look like with the 49ers. So of that three and 71, what are kind of the, the larger terms of that deal? Yeah. So it's of the base value is a little bit closer to 70, but nevertheless, you know, over $23 million per year. Um, the, the signing bonus of 28 million is massive. The uh, 50, about 52 million total guaranteed dollars is really big as well of just that new money. Um, with 47 of that by March of next year. So within the next nine months, um, you know, almost $50 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed at that point. So I would say the biggest thing, though, that I think is interesting for these San Francisco 49ers is the term, is the fact it's only a three-year extension. We've seen players across the league and including wide receivers this offseason push for shorter and shorter deals because obviously you want to get back to the market and sign another deal. Um, McLaurin's a bit older than some of the other 2019 draft guys, but that might help. Debo Samuel, um, you know, if in theory the 49ers were pushing for their kind of standard five-year extension, they tend to give homegrown players. Maybe he now fights for a four-year deal or or maybe even a three-year deal. I think that's the most interesting takeaway for the 49ers. So going through a, a bunch of the receiver contracts that were done this offseason, and there are a lot of them, right? There's Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, D.J. Moore. Like there are a lot of receiver deals that have gotten done. Debo still really unique among those guys. Like those guys don't – Debo does different things and all those guys. I mean, they're all different players. But given the physical pounding that, that Debo likes to take and given his injury history – like where where do you sort of slot Debo among all these receivers that have gotten paid this offseason in terms of maybe guaranteed money or what what type of um, overall contract the 49ers might be looking at with him? Yeah, so obviously his usage is remarkably unique, not only right now, but, you know, like ever, um, you know, but I would say if the 49ers brought up injuries, I would probably point to A.J. Brown if I'm him. Well, I guess that's the same agent, so maybe he's not trying to highlight his own players' injuries. But nevertheless, A.J. Brown has missed a handful of games, I want to say, in every season of his career so far, kind of like Debo, where it was never a you know significant injury that had you concerned about long-term health, but nicks and bruises here and there, another physical player, you know, not taking carries out of the backfield. But, um, you know, I think the tough thing or the interesting thing is that maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, a team could kind of lord this over a player. But now, you know, we hear the kind of rumblings that he doesn't like his usage and being a wide back and all those things. I think once he gets paid, I think he'd say, oh, you give me 20 carries a game, I don't care. But right now, before he gets paid, he kind of has to say, look, how are you going to ask me to you know, sacrifice for the team, do what's right for the team, use myself in the most advantageous way for the team, and then hold that against me in contract negotiations? So long answer short, you know, I think he's in that $25 million per year conversation, whether or not you think there's more value in, you know, your true big body X outside wide receiver that does things differently. I think it's hard to kind of make that argument. You just look at production, which he's right up there with everybody else. Do you think the 49ers, they typically backload their contracts? Do you think that this could be a situation where they get Jimmy Garoppolo off the books and maybe they try and front load it? Because it sounds like the McLaurin deal was pretty front loaded. Do you think that's something the 49ers would do or will they kind of stick to their typical structure? You think? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it is possible, especially because you're going to want to stagger him and Nick Bosa's deals to some degree. So you're not having like massive cap hits in the same year for two non quarterbacks. 
Um, so I think it's possible, kind of like actually in the beginning of the Jimmy Garoppolo deal, if you guys remember where they gave him that huge roster bonus in the first year and gave him the small signing bonus because they were kind of a bad team that didn't have a lot of guys to pay. They had a lot of cap space. So, you know, and now it worked out well because his signing bonus was so small that there's not any of that dead cap associated with them moving on. So it honestly worked out pretty perfectly. So, yeah, that's actually something interesting to consider is maybe trying to, you know, as Garoppolo comes off, maybe take some of that $24.2 million salary and keep, you know, a bigger cap hit in year one for Samuel and then try to figure out, you know, how to fit Nick Bosa's monster deal on there as well. So going forward, just beyond this season, and I'm, I'm on overthecap.com and I'm looking at, you know, 2023 numbers right now. And assuming, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's money is going to come off the books and I presume it's going to roll over into next year. But we're currently before that happens, we're looking at 25 million in cap space based on a $225 million cap figure. Um, in your estimation, is that is $50 million in cap space? probably going to be what it looks like for the 49ers once they do move on from Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason based on what you know or what you're expecting the the 2023 cap number to be yeah I think that estimation on there is a pretty fair estimation it could potentially explode more you know the league has tried forever to not have one massive boost in the cap and kind of flatten it out but obviously you know a bit of unprecedented times at this point um, you know dealing with all this so I do I think that's a fair and reasonable number um, um, and at the end of the day, they have a bunch of contracts that they could restructure to clear some more cap space. Obviously, Trent Williams' deal was a long term. And I think the thinking there is to push some money down the road at some point. I'm obviously playing at a super high level still. Um, so, you know, they're not in a great cap situation by any means, but I don't think they're, that's probably not pressing on their minds right now because clearing that Garoppolo salary for the next two years is massive or next year is massive. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to that that's I'm glad you said that because I wanted to ask about it specifically. There's this there's been this kind of all off season from your national reporters that are saying, like, don't be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster for the 49ers in week one. And Chris and I have kind of talked about that a lot because that doesn't seem like I mean, it's his cap hits like twenty six point nine five. I think if they keep him, that just seems kind of outrageous for a guy that they probably don't plan on playing. Um, so what's the, I, I, I guess, I guess to kind of keep it simple, what's the benefit of removing that contract beyond just kind of the raw cap number? Yeah, it's massive. Cause you also can carry over excess cap space into the following season, right? So it's not only saving yourself some cash, which obviously matters to the owner, maybe less to us, but you also can roll it over. Um, it's huge. I honestly thought there was a chance that last year, just because of his big salary, that they would maybe try to negotiate a pay cut or do something. And so I would say that is that the only way I envision him staying on the team this year, if hypothetically a trade just does not materialize or for whatever reason, is they would go to him and say, look, Jimmy, you know, you have some injury guarantees, about $7.5 million. We're going to chop your salary from 24.2 all the way down to that number. Otherwise, we're just going to go ahead and outright release you. There's just no way they can carry that number, like you said, especially if he's not even going to start. I mean, paying a backup quarterback that much is insane. Yeah. So I want to shift gears a little bit and uh, and talk about Nick Bosa because – um, he's in the same situation as Debo Samuel, but it gets much less press because he has not requested a trade. Um, and there's been little drama, at least uh, on like leaked outside of the building, I guess, if there is any drama. But I mean, this is going to be a massive contract when it gets done. And you look at, 
you know, TJ Watt getting 28 million a year and, and Joey Bosa getting almost the same contract that Jimmy Garoppolo got in 2018. Uh, we're talking about quarterback money really with, with these edge rushers now. I mean, are you expecting Nick Bosa to be a $30 million a year guy? And, and what do you think that contract's going to look like? Yeah, 100%. I, I would say it's funny you actually mentioned how we're not really talking about it, especially because the Bosa negotiation, sorry, Joey Bosa negotiation was an ugly one. I mean, that was a battle between the Chargers and his agent and himself. Um, you know, he stayed away from activities for a while, like you said, eventually pushed to get $27 million per year. Um, you know, we're, I guess also we're not talking about it because Bosa does have that fifth-year option, so t- People kind of think, oh, he's under contract for two more years. But I would guess he wants an extension this offseason, um, and I do. I think he will be a $30 million plus per year player. I thought that before Aaron Donald got his raise and kind of reworked his deal, but especially now that there is a defensive player making over $30 million per year. Um, yeah, five years, $150 million, I think, is where the conversation starts. I have a here's just I want to ask kind of a basic question. Are the 49ers good at the salary cap? Because the the Rams get all this attention, like they they have all these massive contracts on their books. But then as we talk about it, it's the Niners are gonna have Nick Bosa and and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams and Fred Warner. They give Traverius Ward a lot of money. They also have like a ton of huge contracts on their roster. Are they are they good at this? I guess just to just to make it as simple as possible. Yeah, you didn't even mention Eric Armstead and a couple other guys. Oh, yeah, geez. 100%. 100%. Yeah, so um, their cap guy, Brian Hampton, is very well regarded around the league. Um, obviously, Parag Marate, who's there, you know, probably less so on a day-to-day basis, is dealing with player contracts now. But, you know, that was his foundation, and he worked his way up through that. Yes, they are very much so one of the best teams at it. They're unique in, in, in how they kind of organize things and go about things. Um, and I've heard they are a tough negotiator as well. So yeah, they probably deserve more praise for how they handle player contracts for sure. Being a tough negotiator is funny because that <laughs> I, I want you to dispel something, which we, we kind of talk about a lot. And I guess we've, we've sort of dispelled it, but there's this idea that because Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, that the 49ers aren't able to get these other contracts done, um, which just doesn't track at all because Jimmy's money is not going to be on the books in 2023. And that's, you know, 2023 and beyond are, are, is when these uh, these contracts will be on the book. So, so can you explain, like, if someone were to tell you, man, the 49ers are really screwing up because, um, because Jimmy Garoppolo's money is preventing him from doing all these things. Could you just, from, because you're clearly better at this than we are, can you just dispel that or, or offer your retort to that, to that idea? Yeah, so I would just say at the outset, um, with a lot of these extensions, you don't necessarily add a ton of cap space to the current year. So folks are probably saying that they're looking at overthecap.com, seeing, you know, 5 million in cap space. I think it was even lower than that for, for you know, much of the offseason at times. Um, yeah, so first and foremost, you know, Debo Samuel maybe only adds $3, 4000000 million, if that, um, on an extension because you mentioned the Rams. Like, Aaron Donald cleared about $2 million in cap space getting this gigantic, and even get an extension, just a raise. Um, so yeah, so you can maneuver money. You can push cap hits around. If they wanted to restructure someone or do something else to clear the room, they certainly could. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's not actually preventing it. I guess maybe you could argue like they just want to get that piece of business done and get that trade done before doing something else. But no, they're not going to like lose out on Debo Samuel and be strong-armed into a trade because there's this salary on their books that's not due until week one. Yeah, it's not an actual impediment to them getting other deals done. 
Do you think the 49ers are going to be good this year? Like, where are you just on Trey Lance? Just in general. Like, I mean, we're always, it's always interesting getting the outside perspective. No, yeah, we just, we just want takes, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, which is because, I mean, we both follow the team very closely and, and, and have for a long time. What's it, it's interesting to get kind of the outsider's perspective on, on where the 49ers are at. I think right now in the betting market, they're second in, in division odds. Is that, I mean, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I do think they're a very good roster. Um, obviously, they have a good coaching staff. I think you mentioned like Traverius Ward. Like, I think they've made some important additions as well. Um, obviously, hopefully, Jason Brick gets healthy again. Nevertheless, like, I think some of their weaknesses maybe are, will not be as weak this year. And then, yeah, I mean, it obviously comes down to the transition from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. I've never been a huge Garoppolo guy, but I also at the same time think folks maybe underestimate how good or how valuable an average quarterback is. Um, but I think he's a phenomenal player. I get that his growth process is going to be slower as basically a one-year starter, you know, not even in division one football. I think he has all the talent in the world. It sounds like he's a smart, super smart dude. Um, And I think too, maybe they weren't always successful, but when he came in for those goal line packages or short yardage packages, like just envisioning what they're able to do with his legs that you just couldn't really do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I do. I think they're going to be a 10 plus win football team again, you know, battling to try to win that, that tough division. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think they're definitely a good team. All right. Cool. I think that's all we got. Excellent. Yeah, that uh, wasn't a hot take uh, at the end there. <laughs> yeah, no I mean, it's fine. We'll just, <laughs> I will, we'll try and cut it up and make it sound like. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> yeah. Just very clearly, just like, I think Trey Lance stinks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> super fake. <laughs> All right, well, Brad, hey, thank you so much, man. That was great. Brad, yeah, plug, plug, you plug your work for, uh, for the listeners. Yeah, for sure. I'm um, over at PFF.com, and I got a lot of contract stuff coming out. Um, you know, best contracts for every team, all that stuff, and man, the season's almost here. Great, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll probably right, you For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.